episode 112 of Wayne and with Travis Hartman. I am B-Money, the producer. That over there is Weekend Trav. We're coming to you from the TH Boxing Facility in the podcast room. We'll get to all those specific details in a moment. But Weekend Trav, we need to go local first. We have a lot of stuff coming up here locally in Orlando, fight-wise, boxing-wise, starting with... February 25th, that is this Saturday, Night of Champions 2, coming to you from the Caribe Royale Resort in Orlando, Florida. That's going to be coming to us on CBS Sports Network, brought to you by Caribe Royale Championship Boxing and Box Lab Promotions. We have a few title fights on that card weekend, Trav, and several local guys that are friends of ours. It's going to be a stack card. You can get your tickets at Ticketmaster. Dude, we say this is local, but this is like worldwide. Like they're published. This is on TV. This is CBS Network. Like this is world title fight rankings. It's so serious weekend, Trav. I had to take the shades off. But let, let me start here. Let me just uh, go through a few of these fights here. Main event, you're going to have Nestor Bravo from Puerto Rico, 21 and 1, 10 knockouts, taking on Jair Valtierra. You got the R. You rolled the R. 16 and 2. Nope. Eight knockouts from Mexico. 21 years old, this kid. And that's for the WBO super lightweight title. Awesome fight. We're getting it right here in Orlando. We're getting this in our backyard. We're literally a 15-minute drive away from when this happens at the Carib Royale which, Resort. Which you and I and several of our friends will be there in attendance. So if you're there, come by, find us, say hey to us. Come check us out, guys. For all, all the fans. <laughs> all the haters. We will be taking pictures. We will probably give some autographs, but if we've been drinking, leave us alone. Uh, which is probably... Yeah. <laughs> okay, but we can try. There's a couple other fights here, too, from a, from a title standpoint. we got Antonio Vargas now hailing from Orlando, Florida. Super talented fighter. 15-1. and one. He's taking on Mikhail Banquez. 20 and 2 from Venezuela, and this is for the WBA Continental America Super Bantamweight title. What do you have to say about that? Awesome fight again. Wow. Antonio Vargas. Yeah. <laughs> I know my vocabulary is very That's dead. right. <laughs> I've pulled out all stops today with my vocabulary. But Antonio Vargas is a super talented kid. Yeah. And you know what? I want to make sure, and I want to look something up really fast, because he's only lost one fight, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a very um, well-known opponent, if I'm right. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to double-check it right now and Better. let you guys know. Antonio Vargas. This kid had a good amateur career. This yep. kid, he's fought a long time. His one loss was to Jose Man Cardenas. No, I mean, the guy's good, obviously, but it was over here, too, in Kissimmee. But overall? Overall, Antonio Vargas, we've been to, he's, he's fought on a couple of box lab promotions cards. This kid can fight. This mm-hmm. kid's super talented. You can tell the kid's got skills out of this world. So I love to see him getting showcased like this, getting the opportunities to fight for uh, a world ranking in the WBA and possibly a WBA world title fight down the road. Yeah. If he can win these, he'll be he'll position himself nicely for that. And that's super bantamweight. So what is that, 118? Or? Yep, 118, okay. super bantamweight. Okay. Well, we also have, so just kind of running down some of the list here, Adalberto Umara from Cuba taking on Dievi. Julio from Colombia. That's for the WBA Federer Carib lightweight belt. What do you have to say about that one, Weekend Trout? That's a mouthful. I mean, anytime you have a Cuban, you know he can fight. Boom. Period. And you it's and you have to simple. question how old they are. He's there, yes, you don't know. They, they he could be fifty, <laughs> but he's he could be fifteen. He could be fifteen or fifty. Yeah, he's got fifteen going on fifty. We don't know, <laughs> and that's genuine. Like you, because when you're in Cuba, it's. They, they don't go by the same rules of everybody else. Yeah. So, I mean, they're very, what is it, socialist country? What is it? A communist I mean, yeah, country? Yeah, communist, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, a lot of their birth certificates, a lot of those guys that defect and yeah. leave Cuba, they, they, they'll, like, throw their birth certificates away. They'll hide them. The, the government won't release them. Whatever else. And so, the guy can literally just say, hey, this is when I was born. Boom. And it is what it is. I'm not saying this guy's no, lying. No, no. We're not. But, good fight because he's Cuban. 
Cubans can fight, and there's there's no ifs and buts about that. Cubans can fight. If you get them early in their career, they, they're hungry and they want to win. But you get them here for a while, they start getting comfortable in America, and they start getting a little too comfortable, yeah, yeah. and they get a little bit lazy. But I think all these guys are still early enough, and they're not they haven't reached that stardom yet, so they're still fighting for that. Look out for those. Guys. I definitely like it. These card, this card has stacked a lot of fighting talent from Central and South America coming up to Orlando, Florida for this. We also have a few of our friends on of the show yep. uh, from local gyms here that are also fighting on the card. Yeah, they're putting the shelves to the test. We have Adrian Pinheiro, mm-hmm. who is putting his undefeated um, record on the line, fighting a guy I think, believe it's seven and two. We don't know much about the guy who's fought. I just know some of the guys looking down his record. He he's a solid guy. He's definitely, I think, up to this point, we've said this, and this is good to say this, though, is that this is Adrian's toughest fight to date. Yep. It's good to keep saying that because I think I said it in his last fight, and it was, and he passed that test. It's all, it's, he's, he's literally getting tested now from now until forever because he's to the point now where he's 10-0 plus. So you're fighting I'm real. intrigued by this matchup with him because you have Adrian Pinheiro, who is what we would classify at this point in his career of somewhat of a knockout artist. Yeah, I mean, you, you have to, you probably have to say that, right? This guy he's fighting, 7-2, and two, I believe, is his record. Yep. Six of those are also by knockout. So this is going to be a very strict test for Adrian going in. And I think uh, hopefully if, he, if, if at the end of the match his hand is raised, great. Next step for him, uh, who knows? Who knows what it'll be uh, uh, for Adrian Pinheiro. But we also have on the card Giovanni Estella, correct? Giovanni Estella. Yeah. So what's cool about this is, one, Giovanni's been on the show. So mm-hmm. has Adrian. Yep. We've done some one-on-ones with them. We, we love those guys. They're from Orlando. We're supporting the heck out of them because they deserve that. They're good, hardworking guys. Good people. And they're good people. Um, but the funny thing about this is my last ever amateur fight was against the kid that Giovanni is fighting. Cleotis Pendarvis. I lost to him in the quarterfinals of the 2004 Western Olympic Trials in Bakersfield, California. You guys can look it up if you want. I lost to him in the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. What I remember about this kid was super talented, but he banged my body really hard. And I remember that that's the main thing that I remember about. I remember he's obviously clearly talented too, but he banged my body so hard. I remember him being a really good body puncher and he's from California. Those California guys know how to box. They do. When we used to fight in nationals, national silver gloves, it was called region eight. That was California. Region eight won the team trophy literally every year that I can remember Hmm. because they have a quality, they have quality and quantity of fighters there. So they're not coming from California and they're not, they're good. They can fight. So yeah. this kid's 36 years old. Who knows what he's got left in the tank still? I don't know. I haven't seen him fight for a long time. But what I do know is that I was reading off. So Cleotos Pendarvis, I was reading off his record and who the guys that he's fought. And he's on a losing streak. He is. And I'll be honest. With him, it's no secret. You can look Cleotos Pendarvis up yourself. Um, but his last like 10 opponents I was reading the records off, it was like 14 and 1, 10 and 0, 11 yeah. and 0, 12 and 0, 8 and 0. Like this kid has fought a lot of tough but guys. But he's taken them. And he, he, he's taken them the distance. Yeah. He's lost to them. Here we go. Here's his last 12 and 0, 14 and 3, 7 and 0, 19 and 1, 12 and 1, 12 and 0, 11 and 0, 11 and 0, 5 and 0, 9 and 0, and now Giovanni 10 and 0. Yeah. So I'm going to say this about Giovanni as well because it's true. This is by far his toughest test to date as well. And it should be. He's 10-0. Yep. This is to the point in a professional career to where it's 
where are you going to be? What yep. are you? What are? Yep. What is your long term longevity in this sport going to be? And these are the fights that you have well, to win. Well, t- take a look at the fights that we just had mentioned. Uh, some of these guys challenging for titles here are in the realm of sixteen and two, fifteen and one. They are up there as well. So these guys, these local talented guys that we know very well. It's about that time to start putting. It's put, about that time to put your flag down and let's see what happens, right? It's true. This is going to be like the night at the United Nations. There's a lot of these different fighters coming from different parts of the world. Yeah. A lot of times we go to these events and it's like, uh, you know, Puerto Rico heavy or this or that heavy. This is pretty well balanced. It's this is going to be a pretty exciting and entertaining fight to go to local crowd wise. Get your tickets at Ticketmaster. I'm not paid to They're say on that. Sale right now. You're not paid to say that. We just want it to be a good atmosphere for these yep. guys to bring the wood. Listen, Box Lab Promotions has done a phenomenal job. They really have. They've, and this is what you want as a promoter, is when you first start out, you want to slowly get better. Yeah. Not baby steps, but you want to get better. And they have, by far, we've been, what, two years now, probably, almost two years we've been going to their shows. And I could honestly say that they've gotten better every show. And now, on paper, this show looks phenomenal. And they've got CBS Network. They got title fights now. And to their credit, they listen to feedback. Mm-hmm. You know, so if something's not working and and they get the feedback, they adjust it. They they take notes. They know what they're doing. So we're pretty excited. Caribe Royale Championship Boxing, Box Lab Promotions, putting this one on. Night of Champions 2, coming to you from the Caribe Royale Resort in Orlando, Florida, February 25th. That is this Saturday. I know this episode drops on Wednesday, so you have a couple days to play with their tickets on sale. Still a ticket master. Or reach out to us. I'm sure we can connect, connect you to yeah. some of these fighters, too. You can follow those guys on Twitter, I believe, and Instagram as well. Box Lab Promotions is there. Don't forget to follow them there. They're, yep. they're both there on Twitter and Instagram. Yep. I believe it's under Box Lab Promotions. So, and it will be like you, like we can trap mentioned on CBS Sports Network. Speaking of some other fights that were from this past weekend, we can trap, and this is on the Zone. We mentioned it on our quick shot segment. We had Lee Wood taking on Mauricio Lara. Controversial ending. Controversial to the standpoint that Wood's own corner is the one that that threw a towel in. Ben with, Davis, I believe, is with his name. ten seconds left in the round. Bailing their fighter out, uh, we disagree on the approach there, but you know we weren't there either, so we don't see we we didn't see what was going on there from four feet away. But we can trap. Tell me about that fight. Another exciting fight. The fans won. Okay, there was no bad decision. I, I disagreed with the throwing in of the towel, but what you can't disagree with is Mauricio Laura's left hook that decked yeah. Lee Wood. Put him on the canvas. Yeah. He was clearly hurt. I will not disagree. He was clearly hurt. He rose, was a little shaky, but the ref was getting ready to let it go. And in my opinion, the ref has the best eyes there. The towel came in from behind Lee Wood. That's why I don't think his coach had his – had. listen, the coach has his best interest. Ben Davis is a very good coach. He's coached a lot of uh, world champions. So I'm not saying he's a bad coach by no means. But you know what? We're all human. We do get some wrong. And I'm telling you right now that – I haven't seen any of the um, the interviews mm-hmm. post. I've seen the interviews in the ring. It was fine. Ben Davis was there. So was Lee Wood. He was he was unhappy clearly because he lost. But what I'm saying is I haven't. I think you're going to see down the road that Lee Wood's going to have a little bit of a fight with him. I think so because you watch back that fight. I, I watched it and you're right. I've only seen it from the outside in. But they they so when he got up, the 10 second barrier went off, which means there was less than 10 seconds or less in the round. The referee was still clearing him up. I think he could have made it through the round, and my thing was... That happened I, just as the ref cleared him, Yeah, which is where you kind of heard the 10 seconds. So there were about nine, I would say, nine seconds left in that round. And I think in and a And that's when you saw the towel come in. In a championship, and the referee didn't stop the fight. The, the, the corner did. But in a championship caliber fight, those guys, 
I think Lee Wood has proved that he deserved at least, I mean, at least 10 seconds to get out of the round. If he didn't get out of the round, so be it. And he could have been finished. I'm not saying he wouldn't have. Laura yeah. could have finished him in 10 seconds. He could have. Laura was there. He could have. He was Laura was losing that fight on all yeah. three judges' scorecards. But with those 10 seconds, Laura knew that 100%. blood was in the water. And, and he had to finish him. He, he was, was right there waiting. 100%. Right there. I still just think that as a champion, and I don't, this is, I don't, you know, you've never, I'm, I can look back on all these episodes. I've never, ever, I don't think on this episode said that I thought a coach threw the towel in early. Mm-hmm. I usually agree with him because I do think the fighters um, usually it's too late. Lived, yes, live to fight another day. Yeah. I'm so about that. I just don't think this was this one. Yeah, I, I think just, Lee Wood deserved a chance, and I don't think Ben Davis from the ground on the backside could see his eyes because the referee let it go. It just makes the you wonder. It, it makes you wonder what else is going on conversation-wise in between the last couple rounds beforehand. Been, but he was winning the fight. I know, I know. Uh, on, on paper, he was winning the fight. But, but they must have just seen something differently as that as that, as that round. Seen his leg Because his legs were wobbly. They legs, were. But they're sometimes rough. the legs don't add up to the mind, too. But it is what it is. I'm happy because Mauricio Lara is uh, managed and advised by Sean Gibbons, who I'm sure. great friends with. Love the guy. If you look at our post on Instagram, waiting with Travis Hartman, we posted about it. Um, Eddie Hearn <clears throat> and Sean Gibbons were in the back with Mauricio Lara. Yep. Phenomenal win. Like, the guy The guy is good. It's not like it was a lucky one-punch shot, even though it was a one-punch shot. Yep. The guy can fight, though. So, long story short is the guy won, period. It was a great knockout. I just thought... Lee would deserved another chance that he at least deserved another round. Meaning he was about, if that would have happened in the middle of the fight, I'd have been, yeah, cool. That's stop that fight probably. Mm-hmm. But it happened at the very end of the round. I was just like, man, 10 seconds. And then he gets a whole minute rest. And not only in the minute rest, he's sitting in the corner and that coach can see him now, right? Yeah. You're right here. Yeah. So I just thought he deserved that. Okay. That's where I was at. On. I thought he deserved that. And I don't say that often because I do think, some coaches are terrible and let their fighters just get annihilated. Like, I think Deontay Wilder's coach, when he fought Tyson Fury the third time, I thought he threw the towel in, or I thought he should have threw the towel in rounds before sure. that. Even though Deontay Wilder filed, fired uh, Mark Breland previously for throwing the towel in, which I agreed with, I'm just saying that I'm usually on the coach's side. This one, I thought it was a bad decision. But he lives to fight another day. There you go. He does live to fight another day. Agree to disagree. Weekend, Trav, you were pretty excited. There was another fight on this same card on DAZN wow. from this past weekend. Talk, uh, Tell the crowd, tell the audience about this one. It was in America. This wasn't on the same card. It was on the same night because these fights Oh, I'm England, sorry. I'm sorry. They happened during the day, which was Got awesome. It. Got it. And then at night, we had another card here yes. in America. And it was, a super, it was the WBC Super Bantamweight Eliminator. And it was former world champion Louis Neri. Yeah. Scored a spectacular 11th round TKO against Azat... Crazy A, Hoven Nisian. I don't even know how to pronounce it. But it was in uh, Pomona, California. Oh. Phenomenal fight. Yeah. You, I, I said this. We said this in the quick shots. I've been saying this for a while. 2023 has started out with a bang. This is the best first quarter that I can remember in a while. For sure since we started doing the show. I remember that um, Ryan Garcia in 2021 started the year off January 2nd with that great knockout win over, mm-hmm. over the English guy. Uh, but Luke Luke Campbell mm-hmm. knocked out Luke Campbell. And we were like, oh, my God, 2021 is going to be awesome. And then it went. Yep. It kind of leveled off. There were some good fights. There was, yeah. But it didn't start off like it started off with a bang and then leveled off. This one started out with a bang in January. Ended with a bang in January. Started February off with a bang. Now we just, we're in the middle of February. We get these amazing fights. We've gotten two knockout fights. And I've always said this. You don't see a lot of knockouts on the upper elite level in the world title fights right but guess what we're seeing right now knockouts in these world title fights 
phenomenal, and I love it. I love boxing. I think boxing is on the forefront right now of combat sports, and I think that these promoters and these television networks deserve a lot of credit for making these fights, and I hope Box Lab Promotion is right along with them because I hope these are good competitive fights. Now, I know you came about two seconds away from calling that the money shot of the week. We haven't done... Money shot of the week or beardsman of the week for a very long time, we right? Get back, don't we? we do got to get back. We need to get back to it. But what? But I, you were about to say it, and I was going to challenge you. And here's why: because I think for money shot of Ding. of the week needs to go to yeah, bare knuckle oh, fighting gosh, championship. Yes. Uh, first of all, he's two champ, cruiserweight, light heavyweight champ, Lorenzo the Juggernaut Hunt. Okay. I don't disagree with you. Yeah, we had reshared that on our story. He was taking on Mike Richmond. I'm so I'll be honest with you. I don't know a lot of these guys yeah. other than their past from past lives in MMA and stuff like that. When they they end up at Bakey uh, PKFC, um, the Juggernaut looked down. It looked like he was down. Oh yeah, and it didn't out. Look good. It did not look good. Went down from a left hand. He fought a lefty. Went down from a left hand. And I was like, oh, he looks done. Yep. And even when he got up. I didn't think he was okay. I don't think he was okay either. He wasn't okay. He just, he's a, just one tough SOB, man. Yes. He just is. Like, he's one tough SOB. I'm trying to check out the rounds, but I don't see the round. Um, <clears throat> so, he comes back up, still not looking good, and just out of nowhere, and I think you called it the Hail Mary. Yeah, it was. Man, knocked the snot out of Mike Richmond. Bro, he threw he threw everything, including the kitchen sink at this guy, and it landed. It was the saving prayer punch heard around the world. This is this week's money shot of the week. We're bringing it back. That's what this is. It goes to Lorenzo, the juggernaut. You are hunt. first of 2023, Lorenzo. So I hope you pr- appreciate that, the juggernaut. That's the money money shot. shot. For, from B money. There you go. There you go. That. So I, I wanted to pull that in. That was well done. It's a different. That was well done. It's a diff- I, listen, that's a different. Well done. Different demographic for us because this is the number one beards, bourbon, and boxing podcast shot in Orlando, Florida, specifically Laureate Park, specifically in a boxing gym in Laureate Park. I didn't, usually don't say that. Upstairs, second story in the, the podcast, podcast room. room. Shot on a Sunday or Monday. Today being Sunday, dropping on. Wednesday morning at 7.15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. In the world. That's us. But I wanted to reach out to a different demographic. We're, we're combat. We, we talk about combat sports. I've been a fan. Yeah. And you have as well. Of course. Of combat sports. You you were a UFC fan for sure. Absolutely. You kind of bring the UFC here to this one. But like, and different things. Fan. I loved Pride. I loved all these things way, way back. Yeah. BKFC is brutal, but I love it because it's bare-knuckle boxing yeah and i think we're a boxing podcast and i think we also have mike perry fighting in april i believe if i saw that correctly yeah i think so too too, because 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 what we thought is was going to be the case it looks like jake paul is finally going to eventually fight tommy fury here in what a week or two no this weekend yeah this weekend it's on sunday yeah but am i excited about that i don't want to wait who's your prediction uh let's do that different video we're gonna do a single one Single one for that. I usually do that, that's right. Yeah. I got to think about that one a little bit. It's a decent one. Yeah. He's fighting a real boxer. Is it a decent one? Anyways. It depends on what you classify. That being said, uh, let's move on from the combat sports. I know 
we mainly talk boxing. It's 98% boxing. It, it is. We're not going to lie. Yeah, it is yeah. for sure. But we like to give respect to like Mike Perry when he fights. Yep. We, we talk about some UFC when it happens, if there's yep. some money if it's a, shots. If we, it's a big time thing, we will. what we will never, ever, unless it's, just ever. Some, unless it's something just dumb, what we will never, ever highlight on this thing, unless it's something, ret- like I almost said it, but Whoa. I didn't. If it's something just silly, we'll never, ever bring up slap fighting whatever that is you, ever by saying that you you just brought it up i know but that's not to me a combat sport no, that's just stupid. two people slapping stupid. each other okay so let's go ahead and transition to the bourbon aspect of our Ooh, show so what are we drinking go ahead and tell the the people at home what we're drinking um we are drinking laws whiskey house san Luis valley straight rye whiskey barrel select though which is we we talk about this all the time mm-hmm. and this is from this is from our good friends at Talk of the Town Restaurant Group. Mm-hmm. Three generations of reserve rye. These guys have taken care of us. We had Stranahan's, which is also served there. We're still the getting through it. Talk of the Town <laughs> Restaurant We group. drink too much stuff. We don't drink enough. Well, I didn't drink yeah. all of January. Well, I know, but we just, like, it takes we us a while more. to get through the stuff nowadays. Well, yeah, because we test, we test a lot. We have We're a lot of half-barrel yeah. stuff left because we test a lot. But because we're becoming bourbon and whiskey connoisseurs wow aficionados aficionados Ooh. i can't even spell that word wow like i i threw some i threw a little bit of vocabulary out there that's pretty good instead of awesome. that's better than awesome that's awesome so which awesome. is okay i don't mind awesome yeah. and legendary those are good words those are solid words okay we haven't used legendary dang it i was gonna use it and you just took it away so we can travel <clears throat> i'm going to refrain from scoring this because as you could hear maybe at home i sound a little different i'm coming off a little sinus week for whatever reason, and so I still sound a little weird, and my palate's a little different. I will tell you this, for me, it's tasting better as my ice has melted a little bit into it, um, but I'm going to refrain from scoring. What I will say is I think on the onset of you trying it neat, I was trying it with the ice ball. Mm-hmm. Um, it did. It was a little hot, Yeah, I would it, say. It is. It's a little spicy. Um, but it did open up a little bit to more flavor as I kept going. Um but like I said, I'm not going to score it just because I think it would be way off from where it should be. I'm ready to score it. I like it. Um, <clears throat> I thought it was very flavorful, by the way. When okay. you were talking about it, I was like, I think it's very flavorful. But it does come initially a little hot. Yeah. I don't, I don't, not like spicy. I said spicy, but it's not spicy. But you know what I mean? Like it's a little yeah. burny. Heat. Yeah, a little heat. It's good heat, though. But it's got flavor to it. I'm trying to, th- I'm trying to pinpoint that flavor. I don't... <laughs> Well, it says uh, deep perfume and hints of mint, anise, whatever that is, salted toffee. I got the toffee. I could taste yeah, that. Yeah, I don't get the mint, though. I didn't get the orange peel, uh, and I got oh, a little bit. I got bit, a little orange peel. I got a little bit of that. Um, uh, I'm breathing out, and I get a little bit of orange peel. Some maple. There's what we I think we cut, probably where your spiciness came from. What it labels as is a Serrano-like peppery finish. Ooh, so they purposely, yeah. Yeah. I kind of like that. Uh, but I definitely got a little bit of that toffee taste. I was trying to pin, like, yeah, cause I, got I was like, it's, it's Swedish, but it's, it, not Swedish, but it's sweet. Yeah, it's got a little sweet. But it wasn't a vanilla. Second. It was no. something else. Yeah. So I think the toffee is a good way to, yeah. I'm going to go, let's see here. I'm going to go 7. 5. 7.5. So that's going to leave it pretty high because I'm abstaining from voting. Uh, but 7.5 boxing gloves out of 10. And uh, that's on the Laws Whiskey House Barrel Select San Luis Valley Straight Rye Whiskey. And this is from Colorado. 
from also the Talk of the Town restaurant yes, group. Yes, they're select barrel. Love and support. Yeah, they so have, thank you. I there. They have five restaurants, and I've already um, – I didn't pull that up. I should have pulled that up. We've said it on a previous episode. You know one of them. You ate at one of them. You've ate at uh, Chop House. There's a Chop House. Yep. Charlie's Chop House. Charlie's, yeah. There we go. Charlie's Chop House. Um, there's others, but we don't want to mention the wrong restaurant just in case it's not in their brand. Yeah. Okay. Charlie Chop House is one of them so, for sure. We appreciate it, guys. That being said, all right, we can draft. So that's episode one twelve. Do you remember when we were growing up in high school? There was a there was an R and B group called One Twelve. There was. Yeah. Who? I don't remember that. One Twelve. Obviously. They were in P Diddy's uh, staple. Oh, well, P Diddy had some yeah. good stuff. And they had a song had called Peaches and Cream. That was One Twelve. That was One Twelve. Yeah, Peaches and Cream. I know yeah. that song. Everyone oh, yeah. knows that song. That was like a sex song. Yes, it was. Um, yes. Like when we thought we knew stuff back then and that we was never the boom knew. Boom song. That, that was, was a boom boom, boom song. song. You for played sure. that song to go boom boom. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it PG-13. But we went boom boom. That song. Uh, Peaches and Cream. That was a good song. All right. That was mm-hmm. not bad. I, I did. I actually did. I really. It wasn't my highest rating at all by, by far. But this was. It was, it was my, pretty high. It was, it was. But I've had an 8.0. We both have had 8.0 yeah. lately because we've had yeah. Blantons and all those, clearly. But I yeah. think 7.5 It's time to bring things. After we get some, some of these really good things, that I know I see some stuff on the shelf over there, too. we got to go back to perfect. random, arbitrary stuff and get Oof. critical. Oof. Okay, yeah. Okay. You know, we could go back and get some real critical on some of these, I think, now. Yeah. Now, because I think, listen, I'm not saying we're the best experts anymore, but for two years... I bet we've tried more Listen, bourbons and whiskeys than a lot of people. We're not the best experts, but we happen to be the only experts that do a podcast on boxing, beers, and bourbon shot in Orlando, Florida, specifically at Loria Park, specifically in a boxing gym on the second floor in the podcast room of said boxing gym that shoots on a Sunday or Monday. Okay? So we are those experts of that demographic. Beat that. Beat that. Oh, yeah. Come on. Beat that. Come on, somebody. Beat that. Listen. I mean, and we have a little bio still in the background too. Yeah, we also have a little moonshine in the background. But you know what? We're we're just we're just living life. Well, we do have. To, I do. I would like to also support local people and whatever else. So shout out to BioSteel. I know that's not a local brand, but I know they headline NHL and the Miami Heat and others. Uh, but we appreciate our friends over at BioSteel. We do. Yeah, we actually a lot of the people here at TH Boxing um, drink that fueled. By BioSteel. Electrolytes. I don't think that's their slogan, but I just made it up. So it's you should hire. Right? Oh, sugar free too. I love that. Yeah. So you should hire me for your uh, for your marketing. I don't know. BioSteel. Hashtag drink BioSteel. There you oh, go. We have to, why are we not hashtagging that? I sh- I'm gonna. I'm gonna hashtag it from now on. Hashtag drink BioSteel. Boom. We Boom. Sugar free. Hashtag drink that's right. BioSteel. I've been drinking this one tonight. You know, it's really ironic that we uh, say drink BioSteel and we're sipping bourbon. Yeah, but this gives us the proper healthy hydration yes. to continue drinking bourbon. We can ah uh, bourbon people. Ah, uh, you know how some people are like drink Pedialyte so you don't feel like ho- no you you just have diarrhea the next morning because you drink Pedialyte. I love Pedialyte. As a boxer, I drink Pedialyte. Yeah, right but do you have a hangover? Like people say to drink it while you're like before you go drinking. I don't think I do that. It does hydrate you though. Yeah, it's very high in electrolytes and it does hydrate you. And that is the reason why a lot of people have hangovers is because they're super dehydrated. Absolutely. So it does make sense. I have Pedialyte right after a weigh-in because I am dehydrated. Well, of course. And my urine is yellow. Not brown, though. Well, that's good. That's really bad. That'd be bad. I've learned that. That'd be pretty bad. But yellow? Yeah. (laughs) If it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. You never had that as a party rule? That was a party rule in my house. 
back in Missouri. So everyone just c- accumulates their piss? Yeah. I'm like, don't. I'm like, listen. We're, it doesn't, we're, we're poor kids. Be money. We're drinking natural light. We're poor kids. We're like, hey, it's a rumor. It no, every time it's a rumor. It's a, it doesn't really cost that much, it do, but it still costs not, not every flush. Really, not much. I mean, we're probably saving like a dollar, dude. Not per flush. Have you you know how much alcohol we used to drink back in the day? We're well, talking you four just, hours. If of that's the case, flushes. then just go outside and pee. Very true. Okay, but what about the girls? Well, they can pop a squat. I used to run marathons. You know how many girls I've seen okay. squatting okay. hedges like I, on a race? Yeah, but you know what? I don't like that. So the girls were at our place. They did not go outside. They went in the bathroom. And w- hold on. What? Does someone pe- actually take a crap at a party? I, I don't remember any, but if they did, you better flush that well, down. Well, yeah, you would think. Yes. Remember, if it's yellow, let it mellow. Yeah. Or if you it's go, brown, or you go to a house, down. Or you go to a house party. Here, here's something that you – this is good Let's advice. Okay, cool. Yeah. Kids, so, if you're watching, yeah. our demographic is not kids. So whatever. if you somehow end up at a house party of, with somebody you, like, of somebody you don't like. Upper Decker? Upper Decker. Ah, yes. And that's when you Can take – Can you explain to the people yeah, what Upper Decker is? I'll explain is. it. So on the toilet, on, the, on, the, on the, the, the behind part where all the flappers and stuff, you take the lid off and you take your crap in there. So when they flush it, poop comes out. And then you put the lid back on. You could wipe and, you know, flush in the normals. But, yeah. So the upper decker is when you leave the turd in the uh, in the tank. Done, I've never done an upper decker, but I've always secretly wanted to. Yeah. Maybe that's on my bucket list. We had a buddy in high school one time. We were at a Taco Bell. This, this is, is a good story. This is a shit I love. See, this is what happens when I'm drinking. Um, so we were at a Taco Bell, and we convinced him to take a— Did he have diarrhea just walking in? No, 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 no. No, no. Please, you love Taco Bell. We convinced him to take a dump in the uh, garbage. You know, like you pull the paper towels down, it's all in the wall, like attached. And so so he starts doing that. Once we knew he was committed, we flew the door open and stuffed it with paper towels to keep it propped open because it was within line of sight to the whole floor. Too at bad, the Taco Bell. Too bad camera phones were not more prevalent, oh, I know. Like prevalent then. No, it's good they weren't. Could yeah. you imagine? Nope. Us growing up? Here. Wouldn't be here. We're oh, done. my we're gosh. Done. We're done. So this guy yeah. was taking a dump in the in the trash bin <laughs> in a Taco Bell, and we propped the door open and left him. We ran out, and we you drove off. him? Yeah. He was so pissed. But it was As fun. he should be. But it was fun. I mean, that, is, that was high that school. That sound fun. I'm glad I wasn't him. Yeah, there's a lot of... I got a lot... Uh, yeah, but we have a lot of poops. Did he not try to beat you guys up after that? No, he wasn't the guy to do that in the group. And so this that's was, why you knew you could pull it off. Well, this was like we were like hanging out before basketball practice, before our, our study hall, which is before basketball practice. We had a lot of time to kill. Did you say you were in college or high school? High school. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I have a lot of You're poops. So I have a lot of poop stories from poop stories. from all these days. Irina doesn't like my poop stories, but I, have, I love poop stories. That's B Money's poop story of the week. A good poop story. I have a lot more. Solid. That might be a weekly segment from now on. I mean, I'd be down for it. Yeah. I don't have. I don't. Hmm. don't and these aren't even stories of my own issues. Hmm. I could probably come with some poop stories. Mm-hmm. I used to send poop snaps. I think I sent them to you all across the world. Dude. Snapchat was around. I used to send them every country. Across the world, that I take poops. You text in. I used to send photos those. out that are really. Like, <laughs> we're not gonna get into it. Um, Wait, which ones? Like, I saw one today. Oh, with Isabella on my lap, dude. This little girl. I want this to be recorded in the history, the annals of history. This little girl will not leave me alone when I'm in the bathroom. Like she goes out and like banging on the door, 
And then like I'm like, so, dude, leave me alone. Then just leave the I know. door shut. But then I pick her up, put on my leg. She sits there. I obviously can't poop while she's sitting there. But like I'm like, I put her up and she's chill. She just sits there and she's so chill. I'm like, baby girl, I got I gotta go poop like eventually. Like I need to like take you off. But like she does. It's it's hilarious. We can trav. This poor little girl. She's smiling in those videos. Weekend Trap. Episode 112 <laughs> has officially gone down the toilet. Code Brown. We got a Code Brown. Okay. So I'm going to wrap it up. I'm not even going to send final thoughts to your way. All I'm going to say is it, thank, you, thank you to all of our subscribers and those that follow our content. We do appreciate you for listening to us on your whatever application app on your phone you listen to your podcast. We are there. Search for us, Wayne in with Travis Hartman. If you're following us on Instagram or any of the socials, thank you so much. Please subscribe. Subscribe to our YouTube content. Give us a thumb up and whatever else there because you know that helps the algorithm. We do appreciate each and every one of you. And I'm, I'm just going to say it. We just celebrated 70,000 views on YouTube. Though. We did. Just on YouTube alone. We did. That was not Spotify or the other listeners. No, it's great. Or our Instagram or our Facebook. Yeah. Pretty solid. Wow. Sorry. And that's it. That there is Weekend Traff. That there is B Money, a.k.a. Producer, a.k.a. I'm in the doghouse. Not with me, but anyways, this we, we really went off the rails today. It's your fault. God bless. God bless.